Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Irish NFL show. It's the time for the week 13 review. And in case you're wondering who I am, I'm going to be your host tonight. My name's Calla Ryan, and uh, the lads have kindly asked me on board this good ship. Uh, I'm a longtime NFL fan from back in Miles Dungan Monday night highlights days. I then supported the Bills because the, the Q quarterback had an Irish name, Jim Kelly. And then I supported the Vikings because I'm half Swedish. That's why my name is Calla. And then dropped off. And then I'm back now to supporting the Panthers because my wife's from North Carolina. And then middle of the season, I kind of gave up on the Panthers because they've been doing so badly. But now that this is happening, I'm back. I'm not necessarily watching the Panthers, but I'm definitely watching the NFL. And tonight... We're going to talk about uh, week 13, lads. So maybe we'll just... Uh, I just want to also give a shout out to Cassidy Travel, uh, sponsor of the Irish NFL show. Uh, lots of packages uh, there available for anyone who wants them. Uh, so look, let's let's start right away. The 9pm slot was really where some of the big stuff happened. And maybe the first one that we want to talk about is uh, Bengals uh, against the Chiefs. Uh, so I watched back the last show and I think you put a curse on it, lads. Uh, the Chiefs did not win. Uh, so maybe uh, tell me what you think about the game and where, where did it go wrong for the Chiefs? Where did it go right for the Bengals? Uh, Brian, do you do you want to start us off there? Yeah, you're right in what you're saying, Colin. The dreaded curse, uh, Colin always alludes to it on the show when we all select the same team. It generally goes the, the other way. But in fairness with this game, um, this was a... like. I wouldn't say it was a hunch pick. We all selected the Chiefs based on the recent form, but this team, Bengals, have had their number. You know, we touched on it on the show on Thursday in the lead up to this game. They played each other twice late last year, week 17 in December, same stadium in Cincinnati. The Bengals came out on top in a very similar, very close game, and again in the playoffs in the championship game to beat them. So I don't think it comes as a surprise. The Bengals have been coming into a nice bit of form. And yesterday we saw what Joe Burrow was all about. He first, um, first pick in the draft. A number of years ago, he's already been to a Super Bowl. Yesterday, he just he finds ways to win these big games. And yesterday, nothing phased him. Chiefs were slow starting. Bengals got out early, 14-3. They kind of, I wouldn't say they left the Chiefs hanging around in a sense, but they were three for seven in the red zone throughout the course of the game. The Bengals, mm. the Chiefs were much more efficient when they got into the red zone play, which kept them in the game. Uh, Burrow, 25-31, 286 yards and two touchdowns. And the one thing for me in the game was... We've seen recently the Chiefs win some tough games and some close games, but in the fourth quarter of those games, the teams weren't able to put them put them away. They didn't score. Chargers a couple of weeks ago had one touchdown late on, and then they played the Titans in a close game in overtime in which the Titans didn't win. Yesterday, fourth quarter, when you really want your players to step up, 28 plays by the uh, Bengals, 10 first downs, 10 points. The difference being other teams haven't been able to do that, and it's a really significant win. Bearing in mind what we spoke about, in particular the Buffalo Bills, who are now back on top of the AFC East, will obviously come to the game, which impacted that, that yesterday. But they're now the number one seed in in terms of being in position to play the home games in the playoffs, and that's that's significant for the Chiefs. This is they'll be wondering what's going on because they just can't seem to. We had people social engagements last week saying the Bengals just seem to have the Chiefs number, and right now they do. And what mm -hmm. comes as a surprise if they play again? In the playoffs come January, probably not the way things are going. Well, you never know. Um, Mark, what about you? Anything to add to that? Any thoughts on the game? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I will say, Callow, it, it was a little bit more than they let them hang around. I mean, the Chiefs were winning this game going into the fourth quarter. I mean, they were up 24-17. And for once, the Bengals, who had the heartbreak, obviously, in the Super Bowl with the Rams coming back in the fourth quarter to overtake them, we kind of commented live at the time going into the third quarter. This was the exact position they were in against the 49ers way back when, and it all slipped away from them. Uh, this time, they were the ones making the dramatic fourth quarter comeback. I will say, yes, Joe Burrow was exceptional, but you've got to remember it was more than just him. It always is. The defense, Jermaine Pratt, I did think at one point he might be the brother of Chris Pratt. Maybe not, <laughs> maybe not. But Jermaine Pratt uh, forced the fumble from Travis Kelsey, which doesn't happen every so often. And bear in mind, 24-20, um, Burrow did the rest from there. He just was immaculate on that final drive. And that's what it takes, though. I mean... We, we say this, the Bengals have the Chiefs number, but you have to almost get, or they have to almost get to a level of immaculate performance, um, getting that early lead, then coming back, then getting the big plan defense, then Burrow playing lights out to close it down to beat the Chiefs. These Both these teams will be there or thereabouts. Mm. I'm fascinated, Calais, about the end product of the AFC North now. Lamar Jackson hobbled yesterday. Don't worry, Colin, we'll get to that game. I know you're dying to talk about it. Um, but they are stumbling again, the Ravens. And when it looked at the schedules, you kind of thought they're going to walk the rest of the division because the Bengals have a really tough road ahead. The Bengals are toughing it out in some big games. So the battle for the AFC North and even winning that division is definitely not over. And that's fascinating. And again, fair play to the Bengals. Many, many Bengals fans can rub it quite directly in our faces, and they should. Uh, we should not have doubted them continuing. Whatever about the Irish NFL show curse, the Borough curse over Mahomes was more effective. And Pratt may have fumbled, but Chris Pratt would never fumble anything. He'd to take care of business and save the day, of course, right? Let's let's be clear on that. Um, all right. Well, Colm, uh, over to you finally then. Um, maybe give us, give us your thoughts on, on the game as well. Yeah, got uh, the result of the game wrong, but uh, the Bengals were my pick. Marcus talking about the division, the Bengals were my pick. I, I thought they made uh, good decisions in the off season and in terms of the free ac uh, agency acquisitions. And just like last season, they're finding form at the right time. I mean, this is when when you want to to come good. We've seen teams in the past start the season hot and then trail off. The Bengals do it the right way. They they find form. Uh, right towards the end of the season. I think given, and Mark alluded to it uh, correctly, they do have a very tough running, but given the way the Ravens are, are playing, they will certainly uh, say that they're in with a shout. And if they were to, to go on to, to win it and to win out given the schedule that they have, maybe Joe Burrow might make a late season uh, kind of push for that MVP race. Uh, mm -hmm. Certainly Jamar Chase uh, feels he should be in there. And I think the other thing that stood out to me yesterday, there was an awful lot of chirping from these players against each other on social media during the week. And it was the, the Bengals who seemed to enjoy that uh, the most. Chase got uh, flagged early on uh, on a touchdown pass. Um, but uh, it didn't. It seemed to get into the Chiefs' heads. Um, the not so with these uh, Bengals. Yeah, fair enough. And speaking of chirping and tweeting, please do uh, drop your comments in there uh, live for us. We can we can uh, take on some of those questions if you have them or comments or 
uh, say who's the bald guy who just joined. Uh, I, if you missed the beginning, I can tell you that again. Um, look, let's move on. Stay in the 9 p.m. window. But um, so uh, the Niners took uh, took uh, took down the Dolphins, you know, 33-17, <clears throat> a couple of late scores there. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, but an interesting one, really, and, and especially for someone who hasn't watched the NFL for a while, uh, it was it was an interesting matchup. I'm a fan of the 49ers, I have to say. Um, but uh, this one this one was a was a an interesting game. Maybe um, go back the the other direction here, and Colin, maybe you give me your your first take on this before we before we go to the other lads. Yeah, this was uh, a, another game that uh, I think we we all went Dolphins. We all got it absolutely wrong, though. Uh, for that opening uh, 10, 15 seconds or so, it looked uh, amazing. That uh, <laughs> initial scripted play uh, was absolutely in- incredible. Um, but after that, it it was, look, uh, I, I'll, I'll let Brian or Mark talk a little bit about uh, Jimmy G. I've made my feelings very clear that I think you win um, you know, with Jimmy G, you don't win because of Jimmy G. And this was, uh, uh, you know, highlighted that. But to me, this was about the, the 49ers defense. Look, they went and they basically bullied the the Dolphins. They at every opportunity, they took their lunch money. And Tua mm. was under duress um, all uh, day long. I will say that um, there's some kind of good clips of Mike McDaniel, who, you know, kept his team's spirit up own some of his mistakes uh with the the team um and it will be interesting to see how the the dolphins bounce back from this i think they will um but ultimately they ran into um a defense that they haven't seen before and they i mean as the the game went on the the 49ers just became more and more dominant and I do not, even without their QB, nobody is going to fancy uh, facing these uh, 49ers if, and this is the only issue with San Francisco, if they can remain fit um, and let's see what they, they do at the, the QB position. But my goodness, the edge rushers, the linebackers, it all came together for them. Nice one. And what was your hot take there? You only you win with Jimmy G. You don't win because of Jimmy G. Is that what you said? Yeah, exactly. All right, controversial. Uh, although I'm a, I'm a fan of hints. Yeah, Brian, you want to jump in there? Yeah. See, Colum's had a long-standing love affair with Jimmy Garoppolo, and you know, he ah. makes his, he, he makes his uh, feelings very clear on, on this man. And someone, a 49ers fan, said to me today, Brock Purdy, who's meant, who's heard of him, Mister Irrelevant. He was the Last pick in the seventh round of the most recent draft last April. Can we go to a Super Bowl with him? Well, I reminded him, and Colin maybe should be reminded of this, when they were three years removed from when the 49ers went to the Super Bowl and was predominantly on, based on their defence. In the divisional round, uh, Garoppolo was 11 of 19 for 131 yards, and in the championship game, he was 6 for 8 for 77 yards. And obviously their run game took over the Packers. Um, yesterday, Brock Purdy was 25 of 37, 210 yards. So... Not too dissimilar numbers. Maybe he's the kind of guy that can just manage the ship, allow their, their defense to bring them to the promised lands. He had two touchdowns also yesterday. My concern for the 49ers going forward is after a period of time, other teams will get tape on this guy and quickly we have to realize what he is and suss him out. Um, I would say from a Dolphins perspective yesterday, they were missing two offensive tackles, which was very evident um, towards the middle part of the game because... Uh, Tua was getting very, very little time. We are used to seeing Tua with a kind of a, 
an offensive style of get the ball out quickly. But it seemed to be yesterday they were all the players that were being called quick two yards of steps and then ball out because essentially they knew he was going to get demoralised by a very strong front seven of the 49ers, which I suppose it came to pass throughout the course of the game. And again, to be honest, the score maybe is a little bit of a ill justice on on, the, on Dolphins because there was a number of late scores, but it's a significant win for the 49ers, more so because they are missing their, their quarterback now and they need to rack up these wins because Seattle are only a game behind them winning the division. And for the Dolphins, they you know they were top of the division. They'll have to regroup. Big game again for them next weekend against the Chargers. Um, but now they're no longer top of the division, but a very strong 49ers defense, which uh, is scary when it gets gets going on, on its day. Yeah. And before I go to you, Mark, I just wanted to say uh, the 49ers, I have a bone to pick with them. They stole the best player from the Panthers in Christian McCaffrey. So I guess I'm kind of the Christian McCaffrey of this podcast, right? I don't know how many for uh, draft round picks we're going to hand to other podcasts uh, for, for me arriving here. Perhaps not many. Uh, Mark, let's hear from you. What's what's your take? Uh, do you have any hot takes like Colm on this one or, uh, or where, where are you thinking? Well, um, not necessarily, not necessarily, Kelly. I'm going to call out, actually, even before this game, there was a bit of extra spice by some of the comments from Jimmy G. He actually announced, he actually let loose in his press conference before this game that the Dolphins, among others, were one of the teams <clears throat> interested in signing him in the offseason, which, of course, too, is having an amazing season, but goes to the heart again of the, maybe that Dolphins t- uh, management before the season were not fully invested in him and rather you know inopportunely he was making comments about playing on turf and that in England everyone in the Premier League plays on grass and it's better for players of course the injury he suffered and he's gone for the season now has nothing to do with that completely being squished between two defenders um, but uh, uh, portend of doom in some respects in that regard and look the story is clearly block Brock Purdy like, he's Mr. Irrelevant no more. I'm trying to remember the famous Brocks in my life. There's Brock Lesnar, WWE wrestler. Brock <laughs> Osweiler, who I don't like to talk of because he beat the Patriots one time, and Colm doesn't like to talk of because it upsets his blood pressure too much, having seen him play quarterback in Denver. And then there's this. There's, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, who now becomes extremely relevant because he is going to have to be the tiller trying to direct the 49ers. The, the lads have nailed it with the defense. Stat, I've been calling out for a while. It was week seven. The Dolphins actually broke something. They they scored a touchdown in the second half. That's the first points the 49ers conceded in the second half of the game since week seven. This defense has been more than lights out. It has been downright dirty and nasty. And in this amazing matchup between McDaniel and Shanahan, we were all going with the Dolphins thinking, McDaniel knows that team. He knows the players. He knows Shanahan. Well, you've got to remember, of course, yeah, it equally plays the other way. Shanahan knows McDaniel and what he's trying to do uh, on the Dolphins' side. It was a great game. Obviously, it didn't play as, as we expected with uh, Garoppolo going off so early. There were some... Long-range touchdowns, lots of great play by your friend, Run CMC, uh, Calais. So you were delighted, I'm sure, <laughs> to see him getting yards from scrimmage every which way but loose. Um, and that is what that 49ers team continues to offer on the offensive side. If it's not C-Mac, it might be Ayuk. If it's not him, it might be Kittle. If it's not them, it could be Samuel. They can all run the ball. They can all definitely catch and run with the ball. And if you've got a quarterback who's just going to give them the ball at the right stage, this could be a... First Tom Brady Super Bowl. This could be a um, 
uh, Trent Dilfer type situation with the, the Ravens. This could be uh, Brad Johnson with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You might just need the caretaker. And don't turn the ball over. Get the ball to your playmakers and let that defense do the rest. So 49ers fans might be feeling sad with Jimmy G's injury, but there is always hope. And, uh, you know, who knows? Would, would you Another Super Bowl rematch of this nature might be interesting. Uh, Dan Marino, John Montana, take two, just with Tua and Brock Purdy. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, let's see how it shakes out. Um, okay. Well, 